Okay, Boker Tov, good morning. So, um, we're actually going to go to Orchem, uh, which is the, I've been doing everything, but next in a soup, I just looked over last night very briefly. It's not so, it's not really, it's very interesting, but really wouldn't pertain to too many people here, uh, including myself per se. So, we're going to we'll do Orchem, which is the next one. So, Mitzvah Sachnasis Orchem, Mitzvah Sraba. The Mitzvah, you know, one of the things, like, we, it, it, something just needs, uh, if I take tefillah, like prayer, for example, uh, or, or brachas, so we all know we're supposed to daven, we all know we're supposed to um, say brachas. Um, if I'd ask you how you would rate your tefillah, that you just daven, your shachras, your aleinu, if, you, if I can give you 15 states, I give you a lot about what, uh, the power of Aleinu L'Shabeach. Forget Shmon Esri for a second, or Shema. Just Aleinu. What an amazing, what an amazing Kabbalah. So Allah HaShemayim sense. Yichar HaKash Baruch Hu. So the more you, you, you think about it, the more you know about it, the better you do. So sometimes uh, certain topics are, are, are new knowledge. Other things we discuss are to strengthen ourselves to do things better. To do things... Uh, uh, on, on a higher level, with more appreciation, with more depth. So I know that since we're little kids, and if you're lucky, you don't have to go to yeshiva. Uh, you hear about Avram Sachnasus Orchem. It's one of the things you learn about in yeshiva. You hear even the angels, and if we're not, and if we're, and if not, you weren't that lucky. So one of the first things you learn, you learn the parsha, you learn Avram Avinu as Sachnasus Orchem. It's one of the things we we hear early on, but we'll just to see. Pelliotes uh, elaborates upon it to do it better. Um, I'm sure we've all been guests. And some ho- houses are more hospitable. Sometimes we're more comfortable. Uh, and sometimes you, we see we're more appreciated. <laughs> you're at a guest at someone's house and you feel like they don't want you there? I've had that happen before. Like, oh, you know, not now. But when you're, you're, when you're a single bucker, when you're, when you're traveling around, when you're in yeshiva and to sell. Sometimes you go to places like, you know, you don't feel so wanted or loved, or, or you feel like, you know, ah, nishta here, nishta there. There's different ways you can feel when you're a guest, and there are different ways people host people as well. well the first thing you need to know is it's a mitzvah rabba. Um, it's a tremendous mitzvah to be able to, to, uh, to host guests. She'manu oisib b'chlal devarim sh'adam al-chal per-assembol It's amongst the things that's... Uh, delineated as a person gets in this world, which means you don't lose out. A person benefits in this world, and the main reward, and the main eternal reward is uh, if you're fortunate enough uh, to have, I know uh, a person, they, they bought uh, specifically a larger house uh, to be able to host guests, uh, that really, and then that's what they do. Chesed gadol hu oisa, and you do a trans chesed. Shechesed yigdol erkol lefitzer hamakabel v'darko v'tzaro, and the chesed, of course, is greater depending on the needs of those people receiving v'darko and their pain. You know, when somebody's going on vacation, they want to come visit, let's say, San Jose, so that's a chesed. For sure, you get them close to a shul, you make them feel warm, make them feel out. But imagine somebody came here, it's Friday afternoon, and they call you, 
that their, God forbid, their grand, their mother passed away. They're coming in. They have nowhere to go. It's Friday afternoon. They came straight in. They flew in from New York. They knew nobody. So that certainly is a bigger chesed. Now, and if you're caring and empathetic for them over that Shabbos, as they're most likely in the Oynen, so, uh, no, you know, it's even bigger chesed. Uh, so there's levels of, of the degree of Haknasas Orchem. Um, Now, I have to remember in those days, in the time of, not even that long ago, um, there were not really hotels. You know, by the way, if you were traveling from Krakow to Budapest, there weren't hotels along the way. If you were traveling from Shiran to Tehran, how far is it from Shiran to Tehran, Menasha? I don't know if they are sported or not. Before, it was not sported. What? Uh, how long it takes and how many, how many kilometers it is about. You used to take us two days. Two days? By, by, the, by car or by train? By, by, by car. Really? My but goodness. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. You one place before Isfahan, before you get there. Yeah, it's, it's a long to travel. And, and if you were... And also was in uh, asphalt at that time. It was, it, what? it was an asphalt. Oh, my goodness. Well... Trump gets his way, there might be asphalt there again. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, it, it's a travel. In those days, there's not hotels. And really, at the end of the day, people were traveling. Um, and, and somebody who comes to your, to, to, to your thing, and he says, so he says about a hotel, there were, there, were, there were inns. There were inns. The way they would make money, even, is that there were Jewish, there were inns, sometimes Jewish, sometimes gentle. And people were impoverished, so they would come in, they'd be starving, they'd have been traveling for days, not like today, get on a plane. Travel in those days meant you slept, and you got on a, uh, you didn't want to be on like a horse and buggy, you know, or on, a, on a, uh, you know, or a little bit later trains, but if you were not really had a lot of money, you were in the third class compartment in your train, which you could take for a day or two, and you didn't have, you didn't have a comfortable chair. Sat on the floor, you stood. You know, if you were a wealthy person, you got, you sat in, in not in the coach. You know, those days coach was, you know, uncomfortable. I, then a little bit later, it got a little bit more comfortable, but it was uncomfortable. Uh, so a person comes, uh, either because they can't afford the hotel, the, the motel, the inn, or, or there's no motel in the city, or it's really, it's, you know, the motels could have been, you know, sometimes a motel today, a lot of low lives. A lot of, uh, you know, what we call drugs and harlots and stuff like, you're going to put a Ventura in that kind of, that, that was the motel in the town. You're going to put this guy over there in that kind of motel. You know, he's going to stay there. He's uncomfortable. It's very nice, you could say, stay in the motel. But maybe he's completely uncomfortable to do it. Uh, right? Guy comes to town. He has no one. He knows nobody. You give him life again. This is talking about, especially in a time where people are impoverished and poor, and they they. It's an amazing thing, by the way, when you really think about Avram Avinu, that he puts so much time into it. So it is really, I think that real, you know, without giving a drush on on, on Parshas Lachachavayera. You know, there's two aspects. I mean, one is Avram wanted to impact 
as many pot people as possible. Afram's uh, thing, life, vision, you know, um, it's an amazing, you know, when you're a Torah Jew, um, you think about it less, but really we think, we, as an individual, you should think about it more. Individually, we all have a purpose. You know, we all, we have a, if you're a Torah Jew, you have a general purpose. But everyone in this room, specifically, has their own purpose. It's not, your purpose is not my purpose, it's not someone else's purpose. We all have things we need to contribute to the world uniquely to ourselves. And it's interesting, because we have Torah mitzvah, sometimes we feel we're connected to a larger purpose. This is true. We all have purpose in our lives. If you're some random guy, very few of them have purpose. I'm just, that's the fact today. Very few of them have a purpose. Uh, when you're a Torah Jew, every day has purpose, objectively. But there is a subjective purpose uh, that we ha- all have, um, which is not a discussion today. But having said that, when you look at Avram Avinu, if he had to have a mission statement for his life, I would say, argue, is to impact as many people, to share God with as many people as possible, to bring Hashem and the world as many people as possible. And part of that was his Hachanasus Orachim, where, you know, and if we had to pick the other purpose, as, as it says in, in the Sifriya Kabbalah, and, and Shas, he was Isha Chesed. He was the, and his greatest Chesed, you see, is Hachanasus uh, Orachim, is to be able to impact uh, people. Well, certainly, if people come to you and they're needy, well, you can help them in, in, in very uh, distinct, distinct ways. Um, and therefore, you get rewarded. So you, you're following in the divine. That's what Avram recognizes as well. You can impact people, right? You can help people. It's not a tircha. It's not a burden. It's not the money you're spending it. It's You want to give Hashem. You, you, you want to benefit Hashem. You want to be a giving person. Now, again, if the, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it later on, I believe. Uh, but certainly for ourselves, obviously, if you have, I, I'll, I'll pick on myself. You know, we typically have guests. Uh, I didn't have the past uh, few weeks because my my son t- this morning at five o five a.m. would have turned four weeks old. Now, if I would tell my wife, you know, a week after, you know. Uh, Having about ten guests home for lunch, she'd say, Are "You making all the food? <laughs> Are you gonna clean up after one? I'm gonna go lay down. The baby needs me. This and that. Are you taking all the care? You know, how can you do that? You know, it happens to be the first month. Halacha, there are halachas about a woman not only the first three days or seven days. Even halachas in the first month. She's a chayla in halacha. It's recuperation. Sometimes, you know." Uh, there are people who need to spend time with their own children or family, or their own children bias, their own spouse. Could be that you're, you didn't sleep that whole week, you were traveling, and you're just stressed and you need to relax. I mean, no one's saying to do things that are reckless, but the, 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 the default is that we should look to spread the wealth, appreciate what we're doing. It's not a tircha. If somebody emails you, asks you, they're, they're, you're, they're giving you a tremendous chus. Menasha. You ever call anybody to do the Hever Kadisha? What? Did you ever ask them to do Hever Kadisha? Did you ever ask anybody? Ask everybody. Ask everybody. <laughs> do people say, thank you for asking me? They all, I asked them. People, to, they to, said they cannot do it. I asked them. Do they say, thank you for asking? They might. I don't remember. Do they ever get upset at you for asking? But the problem is, I ask them if you think you will be psychologically bothering you and it's a, a dream at night or something like that, don't come. 
Okay, but they didn't answer my question. Do they, they say thank you for calling them? Some, do. Some get upset at you for calling them? They get like, I'm busy now? Oh, maybe one or two. One or two, okay. But we're, good, we're good people over here. So, but the truth is, it's right. First of all, you appreciate the great mitzvah. Also, they say, if you do everything right, not How come you don't call me then? I should call me even more often. Guarantee all about it. Get a five word that says guarantee? That's for sure a big mitzvah. Um, it's for sure a big bit. So, but the point is, is that you, you call them, you're doing them a favor. Now, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you have to be at work. But no one thinks. Somebody, you're giving them gold. You guarantee, I don't know about the guarantee. But you definitely get Olam Habat for that. You definitely get rewarded. Uh, wow, well, this is a tremendous opportunity. Really, a person who's, whose identity is to do good in this world, having, helping people, and the main Achasas Orchim is not inviting your buddies at Shul. That's chesed. That's certainly building relationships, which is important. Chesed means giving people who have a need. <laughs> need. You know? Um, obviously, if it's a, a, a person who has nowhere to go, single, single people, divorced, uh, lonely, that's, that gets more to Chesed Orchem. But in the need really is someone traveling through town. That's the, the classic Chesed uh, Orchem. Uh, when you know this, you won't you won't um, burn out. It's not the money or anything else. Now, um, the first thing is. Um, you have to know who you're bringing in. You know, it's your house. So we screen in the show. I don't just let anyone set up in the house. It could be someone who's psychiatric. You know, what happens if you bring a person in their, their real mashigana? I'm not talking about, we all, everyone's a little bit has a little, or we're, everyone has quirks. But there are dangerous people in this world. You let someone into your house, there could be, there was one situation, there's somebody who came to the house and they were, they were really crazy. And then people told me they don't have guests. They don't host people afterwards. Why? You invite someone to the house. And all of a sudden they're doing crazy things in the middle of the night. Walking in the middle of the house. Screaming in the middle of the night. You know, making all kinds of noises. You know, attacking the hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, verbally abusing people in the family. Um, now, there are, I remember I had one case. This is an amazing thing. One case, uh, a person was actually... I just got out of an institution. I'm not joking, by the way. So I discussed this uh, with Jimmy Roberts, and Jimmy said she'll take him because she's dealt with such people before. She's a very kind lady. She said, please send it to me and not to people, family of children. She understood that in that kind of circumstance, it, it, you know, it could be compromised. So if you have a tzaddikis like Mrs. Roberts, who's willing to do that knowingly, knowing the person you're bringing into your house has severe issues, so then, wow, what a mitzvah. Right? But you need to know that. You can't just do that. Uh, and if you have a family and kids, right, so you have to do it. Like, so that's a good example. Um, some people have vulgar language. Some people are very, so you have to know if your, your, your life circumstances. Uh, I remember once I was hosting a very, sometimes I'm very happy to have such people. My kids know about it. One time I was hosting a very, uh, you know, listen, I've had people who are 
not straight at my house, not, you know, all kinds of people. So I pick which meal I have, you know, some people are, are questioning type of people, you know, or, 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 you know, also your other guests, you know, you have, if you have a different amount of guests, you need to keep in mind how they're going to comfortable, they're going to feel. Right? These are all bonus, but certainly his point is if you having someone sleep in your house, you better be careful. I, I, I unfortunately, um, I know a, a case, a, a therapist said that they invited someone to sleep in their house and their child got abused, not verbally, uh, not verbally, like really abused. Uh, and this, this guest came to the house more than one time and the kid got more than abused and the kid had serious issues. Um, I don't think the kid is healed to this day. So that's, that's serious stuff. Uh, um, so he's going to first talk about well, yeah, being careful. If you're inviting complete strangers to your home, there's no verification who they are. We live in a world today where there are people who, unfortunately, who could even look very pious, but have real mental health issues. Right? Um, Anyone who comes to your house, you have to have chayshtim kalistim. He says, um, you have to, don't leave out your, your wallet, <laughs> your jewels. A guy comes to your house, you never have had them before, never met them before. It's an amazing thing. We, we, I, we have guests we never met before. Right? And that's the way Claudia Stone runs. But you shouldn't leave out your wallet in front of them if you never met them before. So you honor them like a Rebbe Gamliel. Who's Rebbe Gamliel? What was his position? The Nasi. from the house of Hillel. You give the greatest honor, but you don't, you have to also be Be suspicious. Not that that's a person, but you don't know them. You know, you don't know them. Don't put your child in the same room with them, a person you don't know. Don't give money to a person, leave your money out to don't know. But honor everyone, because the, the default, of course, is that whoever is coming is, is, a, is a needy, good person. Just means to do proper precautions. Almost Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua was who, who's Rabbi Yeshua? Who's a student of Rabbi Yeshua ben Kananya? Seven Perkiyavas. Who's your student? I'll give you a hint. Yeah, this week's Perkiyavas. Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai. So Yeshua, Galol Hador, Rabbi Rabbi Akiva. You know, for the greatest students, actually, it was him and Rabbi Lezer and Hukkinus who carried Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai outside of Jerusalem when the siege was going on. Rabbi Yeshua, Tzadik, Galol. So he had a guest. And he gave him a drink. And he put him up in his attic, and he pulled the ladder away so that he couldn't get out of the attic. Half in the middle of the night, the guy woke up and stole everything that was of value in the attic. Um, How did he what? Uh, and he didn't see that the ladder was missing. He fell down. He was like, you know, in the old days, it was like a loft. You know, you had to climb up the ladder to get to the second floor. It's clear from the Gemara, by the way, many places, that's how that they used to function. They didn't have stairs like today. They had ladders to get up to the second floor. Uh, so he had removed it, and the guy started to climb down and fell, slammed on the floor, uh, and he broke his leg. And Rabbi Yeshua comes uh, uh, in the morning, and he sees a guy down there on the floor with all this guy's possessions from the attic, all his, anything of value from the attic was on the floor with him. So I'm going to be sure he Our sages came before, you have to always, our sages said, you have to be always 
be careful uh, uh, that if you don't know somebody, I didn't know who you were, so I, I, I did proper precautions. So, you know, he's going to talk about the, the extreme value, but he also says a certain amount of, of c- concern that we have to be, because again, um, there are people who, you know, if you invite Shmuel, Rabbi Huda, we know who they are. Your known identities can't hide from us. We know all about you. You know, we know where you live. We know what you like. Right? We know what you don't like. We know your food. So no, there's another concern. But you invite someone coming from, I don't know, uh, from Wichita. I pick a place where it's, I don't even know who the, I don't know if there's a show in Wichita. I can't even look into the person. The guy's coming from Wichita. I have no idea. So, so of course you invite a guest, but you take proper precautions not to give him free fall. And that's because this guy from Wichita is a bad person. He could be the, uh, an alam of tzaddikim. But simply, if you do not know a person, you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Um, because then he talks about, you know, in brackets here, uh, about a woman, uh, obviously she should be careful if a guy's hanging out in the house for a period of time uh, to do proper precautions, not to have yichud and stuff like that. This is so important. Now, put it, you know, one of the best ways to be an expert host is to be a guest one time. You know, one of the best ways to be a good doctor is to once have been, been a patient. <laughs> when you're a patient, you can appreciate good doctors or not. When you're needy, and you experience what it means to be needy, then you, you can know what it is. The be- any good host has a good countenance. countenance. Savor, panam yafo, smiley, friendly, welcoming. Right? There's a certain way to be a good host. Uh, there's a certain way to, to, to not be a good host. Well, the number one criteria, mitinae, conditions to be a host, is to greet people with a cheery face, make people feel welcome, make people feel uh, understood. It's better even if you have nakashmak food. You have dry bread, person smiles and they're friendly. Whether they're giving them even fats, fatty foods, geschmack, geese, or uh, or something like that with puns ufas. You feel uncomfortable. You know, you know, you're not welcome. When I was younger, um, when you go to my friend's house, like some mothers we call them the Kool-Aid mothers, they're friendly and they're welcoming you and they give you some food. They go play basketball and our friends then we go to our friend's house. And sometimes every time you go there they feel like you're not wanted. Well, I'm a little kid, I still remember which houses <laughs> you have that feeling. Years later, you're like you like you feel oh my goodness, get me out of here, you know. You're not even sleeping there, you're just going for an hour. Like, you're not, it's like a burning glare. You're like, like what are you doing here? Like, you'd much rather give me my space. It's not, it's not fair to a person to, to be a guest and, they, and you're treated, you know. I t- someone once told me, uh, a rabbi, that uh, they're passing through. Uh, this is, uh, I don't even know people live here. 25 years ago, San Jose. Someone told me, because you know Rabbi in San Jose? 20, this is t- over 20 years ago. And they stayed at someone's house. They're supposed to stay. Friday night and Saturday night, they, they checked out Saturday night. Why? They went to a hotel. People were so not nice to them. Um, I can't imagine that here, to be honest. I, you should know, I say this honestly, 
the feedback I get from the communities, people love staying here. You said a frying is what they would say, how much they enjoyed being by your house. I get that all the time. People, this is a very, very, very warm community, very friendly community. Whoever that was many years ago, that family got out of there. You know why? Because they were uncomfortable. You know, it's not fair. It's not fair to be, you know, you don't want to be that situation. So a tenai of having guests is to make them feel comfortable. The best way to be comfortable somewhere is to feel wanted. <laughs> to feel wanted. Nobody wants to stay somewhere where they're not wanted. You know, don't bring someone into your house and then make them feel uncomfortable. And one of the ways, and one of the ways that people feel taka comfortable is if you're, you're smiley and friendly. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Mikotsu yad or mikotsu ruch. All yad b'botzal, and and better have less guests or spend less if you're not gonna, if you're gonna be if you're gonna you know if you're gonna be uh, uh, non comfortable if you're gonna make people feel uncomfortable if you're gonna be, you know sometimes you know people offer you food and they're looking like, don't take the expense don't take this don't take this you know uh, you know I remember let me give you one example I once went to a house. And it's like chicken. I eat white meat chicken. I, got, I don't even out here, so I haven't, I'm not as experienced recently. Only by relatives. And they, but, you know, I like white meat chicken. Uh, so they, they pass like nine pieces of dark meat chicken and one white piece, piece of chicken. The white's for my wife, whatever. And now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but you think about this. If you're having white meat, why shouldn't you think maybe that your guests may, you know, you know again... We don't try to put on to people, but if you're, in, it's different. Also, if you're inviting somebody, Moshe Chaim, are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. Did your wife make you only meat? by default? By default. Yeah. So, we, so if somebody invites your wife, is is it in knowing that she's a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and then serves only beef and chicken, and there's no veggies? So she doesn't feel so good about that. She doesn't feel so good. <laughs> now, what's, what, if she doesn't tell anybody, and they have no idea, so she understands, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody knowingly invites her to their house, it's a bad feeling, right? right? Because you should think what they need. You know, I once told this to a, 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 a person who be, whose child became kosher. Uh, more than them, this, this is a conservative type family. And conservative, so they, they thought they kept kosher. I, I would never eat in that house, to be honest. Uh, uh, not no, no one, This person was from Manhattan, uh, you know, in a certain type of <laughs> financial and religious category. So they had, they had a deep conversation with me, like, "How come my kid won't eat like this in my house?" So I said to him, "You know, typical Manhattan, you know, socialite." So let me ask you a question: <laughs> Your friends are vegetarians? Sure. I said, would you give them in your house to eat meat? Would you think it's fair if they didn't eat meat? No, I understand. No, no, of course, they're vegetarians. So I said, I want you to say something. Your son is a vegetarian in a different way. He has a certain standard of kashras. How could you demand of him to eat something he feels a problem? It's not fair. You, know, you wouldn't make your friend say, oh, you're eating my house, you have to eat meat. If your son became a vegetarian, you'd understand. That's his, that's his, that's... Actually, the person got it to, that, to their credit. I'm not sure what happened afterwards. <laughs> For many years to have that conversation, but like if you're having guests, it's not about you; it's about them. Think what they will, you know. And, and the best way to do is experience it yourself, you know. So when you have, so if your wife, um, you know, I, I actually would wonder, to be honest, 
you know, I, you know, if you have guests and you eat milchiks for lunch on Shabbos, I'm, I'm not, don't get me started I'm on tape over here when I think about that. I don't think too highly about that, to be honest. But let's say you don't like meat and it really makes you hungry. I, I can imagine this for somebody. Then you must either tell them you're having milchiks or cater to them. And honestly, if you're a vegetarian, unless you're ideologically... If you have guests that have meat every week, I honestly think you should serve the meat, just like the just like when the table is reversed. You know, unless you have a ideological reality to it. You know, if you're having guests and they eat meat every Shabbos, either you tell them ahead and they agree to it, or you should serve the meat, just like you would want to be served vegetarian. I, 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 that to me is what makes sense. You know why? Because it's not about you; it's about who your guests are. Who are you, who are you serving? Who are you taking care of? And that's what Hachnasus Orchem is. It's how can I make the guests comfortable? How can I be concerned about that? And you have one white piece of chicken. Don't you think that maybe somebody else will like it? If your wife likes it, maybe somebody else at the table will like it? Is it you, know, you know, you don't like white, but you're only wife. You think about just about you? It's like, really? Again, I'm, I really didn't care too much. But just like when we're talking about how to do the mitzvah in a correct way, that's how you do it in a correct way. It's to think, you know, what they be. Um, so don't think you have to give them. I know if uh, I'm sure you know all the types of people that they if they have guests they need to have a nine course meal, and it has to be a magazine presentation. Like, the cookies can't just be served cookies on a paper plate. No. They have to be specially designed cookies with the little wrapper around them exactly put on the plate. Perfect. It cannot be just chicken. It has to be chicken with the gravy and the mushrooms and exactly everything. A A kugel has to be... Like, you ever see the pictures of these women magazines of the food? Like, bina or mishpacha, where they look at these foods there, like picture perfect and the table has to be exquisite so they don't have guests it's such a it's so time consuming so draining to have that and that's really that's the answer you don't need to go so far to listen if somebody needs a place for Shabbos now if you want to honor someone specifically once in a while but if somebody needs a place for Shabbos I can't have them because I, it's too time too cut time consuming tone down your meal you don't need to have an award winning picture salt is can't even take selfies on Shabbos. What are you worried about? You know, relax. Have a little bit. The main thing is most people want a warm table with warm people and a friendly atmosphere. Of course, you'd like to eat decently. And I, I honestly, uh, uh, I can care less about the presentation. And to be honest, most people care less about the presentation. What they do care about is how the people are hosting them and to get some food to eat. And the reality to it. Um, uh, this is atzayitzer in order to to block people from doing a good mitzvah, stops people from doing hachnasus orachim. Lachanim kashel of hatzah. If and if you can't afford it, al yachashol hatzah yaser alorach. Don't go spend more. Deneich leorach. In fact, a guest would rather have uh, less spent on him and more friendliness and more warmness in order to build him to stay at your house if he needs it. Um, when people see that you're on a budget, you're doing your best, people tend to be happy. And the key, therefore, is that you should be welcoming people with a happy, cheery countenance and remember what it's like to be a guest. 
Think about you, how you like your needs. Remember the houses that you appreciated the most, and you'll be a good house. <laughs>